0: Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we are going over all those amazing reality shows that unfortunately were cut short with only one season. But today, join us where we revisit our series, The Hills Have Size Le Due, where we're going over The Hills' new beginnings. I'm your host, Frank Pesanet III.
1: And I'm Meredith Broadbeck.
0: And today we're going to be discussing... Oh, I don't know because I don't have notes. What are we discussing, Meredith? Which episode and what number?
1: Oh, it is episode 7... And I don't know what it's called, but give me one second, and I'll find out.
0: Oh, yeah, I can put up my DVR. And while she's doing it, the reason I don't have notes is because we're recording early. It's Tuesday, because Meredith's going out of town, and I only had time to live-tweet the episode last night, and I didn't have time to watch it again and pick notes, which is what I would usually be doing this evening.
1: The episode is titled Your Enemy Number One. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Lovely, lovely.
1: Yeah, right from the ending there. So... Twitter, house cleaning, notes up top.
0: Uh, Twitter, I just have a little bit. Um, Heather tweeted us and said, listening to your new episode now. She also said, how sad is it that I didn't even realize Brandon Lee was in Sierra Burgess is a loser. I just watched it on Netflix three weeks ago, cute flick. So maybe we should watch that. Oh. Um, she also said, holy shit, Frank, you read my damn mind. Justin looked the hottest he's ever looked that night in Vegas. I wanted <laughs> I to tweet saw you that. about it. <laughs> but I always feel bad about responding to your live tweets after the fact. Oh no. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, sorry, you just disappeared. It, the service has been um, interrupted. Oh, weird. I'll hit OK. I mean, it's fine. I just, oh, there you're back again. Sorry. OK, I'll continue. I, I'm sorry, guys, for technical difficulties, there is a terrible rainstorm here in DC, so that may be affecting us a little bit. So just bear with us.
1: My lights flickered earlier. Fingers crossed. Yeah, the,
0: the thunder is intense. Um, let's see. Uh, so she said, Holy shit, Frankie, right away, day in mind. Justin's the hottest he's ever looked at night in Vegas. I wanted to tweet you about it, but I always feel bad responding to your live tweets after the fact. My tired ass usually watches the show the next morning. Please, Heather, respond whenever you like. We love hearing from you whenever. Um, she also said, I bet Misha's audition wasn't even a real audition, knowing the show was probably a setup for filming. Although what we learned this week makes me think that it wasn't necessarily a setup for filming, but we'll talk about that later. And then she was the one that, for me anyway, broke the article that Brody and Caitlin are no longer married, well, never were married, um, never filed for, she sent the TMZ article, which I retweeted for everybody. Um, And she said, can you imagine blowing all that money on a lavish destination wedding and not making it legal? Why wasn't she on top of that shit when they got home? And hello, tax fraud. Did they file as married or, file, or married filing separately?
1: <laughs> Good point.
0: And then Mallory uh, tweeted us, and or, or chimed into the conversation, and said, I think they might just be dumb enough to not realize that they had to make it legal in the U.S. I'm going to lean with Mallory on this one. Yeah. Um, and then I tweeted, during the course of my adventures this week, I went to a concert on Saturday night. I went to a a restaurant in DC called El Peco and they had the tequila. I didn't try it. I saved it for you. I did not have any. I Um, saw that
1: in part two and I meant to send a picture to you and you beat me to it.
0: (laughs) Um, And Chris M tweeted in with a um, picture from, um, uh, Oh shoot. Why am I not working stiff? Is it? I'm totally drawing. I'm like, my man isn't working today. Um, with shot, shot, shots. So that's it for all of the Twitter, um, house leading
1: good stuff so i was brody and caitlin are separated i guess you would say they're getting a divorce but i guess they were never married
0: yeah i don't think they have to i mean i'm sure they maybe have to figure out their assets perhaps because they live together but right thoughts overall impressions
1: surprised not surprised
0: I mean, I'm a little surprised that they didn't make it through the show airing. Me too. Uh, especially because, I mean, we're only on, this is week seven, correct, of the show? We're not even halfway. And, and week one or two, Linda Thompson tweeted and said, like, don't believe everything you see on TV. It's fake, whatever. Their marriage is strong as ever. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I I mean, I really honestly thought the drama was specifically for the show, but I guess I was wrong.
1: Me too. But I will say I am surprised that they didn't just wait eight more weeks to announce until the show was over. But I don't know. Um,
0: Although, to be fair to them, if I was breaking up and I was on a TV show, I would either announce it while it's airing or right before the next season started, the drama support for the show. Yeah. I mean, lemons out of lemonade.
1: Yeah. True story. Well, maybe we'll see more fireworks there. I don't know. Um, And speaking of the Jenner boys, I was going to say that this week I noticed that Brandon Jenner has a new girlfriend. I saw it on the Daily Mail just after we recorded last week. And I was going to point it out because we were talking about how he looked really bad in his divorce. And he was looking a bit more human. And they finally settled things in their divorce. He owed her some money for their joint music rights. But, you know, they've been co-parenting and he looked much better. So he has a new girlfriend. And then today the news came out that his new girlfriend is expecting twins.
0: All right. Yep. Wasting no time.
1: They were pictured together in May and it's now August and she's 12 weeks along. So there you go.
0: And how long has he been divorced? It's been a couple of years, right?
1: So they separated a year ago. Um,
0: Oh, so it hasn't been that long.
1: No. And then they said like they filed for divorce six months ago or something.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah. I wonder if this woman was part of the reason.
1: I, I think they've been together since high school. I feel like it was a slow fizzle out. Oh, okay. If I, I mean, they've been together since she was like 16. Yeah. So that's many years in the making possibly. But that's it. So I've got more news to share later of some digging that I was able to do. And let's get into your enemy number one.
0: Um, and obviously we have not listened to podcast because it hasn't happened yet.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, we open the scene and Brandon Lee is driving in his super cool car through Malibu. It looks um, like the Batmobile.
0: Um, It did. My tweet about it was that Brendan's car is fire and I stand by that. It was gorgeous.
1: Yep. And he talks about how he came back from Atlanta where he was filming the show tales on BET. I was very proud. (laughs) 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 Even though he only had two credits on his IMDB, I'm proud anyway. And he talks about how his hometown Malibu burned to the ground. And then Spencer calls they talk about the fire and how Brody was pretending to be a firefighter.
0: And again, Brandon is the voice of reason by saying, like, my mother would fly back here from France and kill me if I did that. It was completely unsafe. Like, what was he thinking? And he's right.
1: Yeah. And I, that wasn't really a big part of this episode either, that Brody was doing something super dangerous.
0: Well, I think that they covered it last week. I guess enough. I mean, I'm glad I did not need another Malibu fire episode. I mean, we already kind of got it with the whole fight, but like, I'm, I'm done with the fires. It's a yeah. terrible tragedy. <laughs> I know I sound like Stephanie, but like, I don't want fires or babies like on my reality TV.
1: Well, good segue into the next scene then where we're trying to put Gunnar to sleep. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: Well and I also don't understand why I will cut them some slack for at least this. I don't understand why they're acting like they invented co-sleeping. Like tons of people do it. Like it's not even that rare or weird these days, and they're acting like they're some kind of anomaly because they do. And they're not.
1: I I give them a slight bit of credit because they seem to make fun of themselves for some of this stuff and it makes it more bearable to watch on television. But it's just it's painful and kind of boring.
0: Well, let play devil's advocate here. I'm not giving them credit because I, one of the things I don't like is when people do stupid fucked up things that they know are stupid and fucked up and think they get a pass by seeming like they have a good attitude about it and joking about it. That's true. You can't be like, I'm a (laughs) crazy helicopter parent and I'm ruining my child's life. Ah!" And that makes it okay. Like it doesn't make it okay. Like you're a crazy helicopter parent and you're, it's going to be fucked up and stop it. Like,
1: I just feel like it's one of those third rail subjects that you're not supposed to say, like, you're not supposed to shame other parents for the way they parent, even though I'm not one. So I feel like I've learned to treat it with kid gloves, so to speak.
0: (laughs) I agreed. And I feel the same way, except that I think there's a difference between like small, little parenting differences and saying like, this person is crazy and smothering their child. Like, I think it's obvious to everyone. It's true.
1: Well, they also point out how she hasn't had a real night's sleep in a year. So I would say that's not normal. Uh, No, not so much. And then Spencer says that's the best mom he could ever imagine.
0: Which makes me wonder about Janet.
1: Yeah, I know. And so after they get him to go to sleep, they celebrate by having a glass of wine. And Spencer's is filled to the brim.
0: Which really shocks me, because on their instas, like, Heidi is definitely the bigger drinker than him. So I'm surprised that they're trying to play it off like he's the bigger drinker than her. I wonder, part of me wonders if this is a little bit of damage control on their part, on his part specifically, to try to make it seem like he drinks more than Heidi, because I do not think that's the case.
1: Yeah. Um, I also want to know, like, how he has abs and whatnot if he apparently drinks that much, because he's pretty cut right now.
0: Oh, I mean, he does Brazilian jujitsu all day long.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Um, I also couldn't get over their house, and this is <laughs> this is another place where I will throw shade at parents because it's one of those things that, as a non-parent, I'm allergic to. It's just kid shit everywhere, like toys, brightly colored things. There was like a power wheels in the living room, and I just, ooh, ooh it's so, it's hard for me. And they start talking about Thanksgiving um, and how they're doing an appetizers, apparently, Thanksgiving with Spencer's parents and Stephanie at their house.
0: Which annoys me because they literally stole this plot line straight from one of my favorite episodes of Golden Girls, where um, uh, the girls have to go to like five Thanksgivings because they've overcommitted themselves. And this is literally literally the same thing.
1: Yeah. Um, And Heidi had a new confessional look in this scene where she's wearing black. And I think she had a ponytail and she looked really pretty. I got excited
0: about it. I think she looks pretty in all her confessionals. I think she looks really good. No, she does look
1: great on this show, but I was just particularly excited about this one. And Heidi is proud of Spencer for embracing the holidays and trying to be the bigger family member. So then we go to vintage wine bar. Clever. Um, and Audrina and her best friend, Misha Barton (laughs) are having drinks. And this is where we find out that Misha did not get the role,
0: which made me sad, but which also makes me realize that the, I feel like the interview wasn't fake for production because I think they would have just never mentioned it again.
1: Yeah. I should have looked up that casting director, but she looked like an old school Hollywood casting director to me.
0: And was this the, the, the um, Kelsey Grammer movie again? Or was this a different movie? I don't I know. Because I don't remember her accent and it being like an old-timey brothel in the first time around.
1: No, me either. She mentioned Kelsey Grammer a couple episodes ago, but I, she didn't in the last episode with the audition, so I don't know. Yeah. And she said that they wanted to go with someone more musical. So I'm okay. curious... Yeah, I know. I I need to Is do a deeper. I don't. Know. I don't know. I need to do a deeper cut on this movie and find out what happened to it.
0: Well, we know if a year from now, if a movie comes out about singing and dancing prostitutes in like the Old West, that yeah. um <laughs> the movie that she was up <laughs> on,
1: starring Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> um, and then Audrina says that she met with Justin and he quote went off on me.
0: This really upset me because he did not.
1: No. And then Misha asks, why do you think that is? And Audrina says, I think it's Stephanie getting in his head. About what?
0: Your guess is as good as mine. This whole, like, the more this goes on, the less it makes me like Audrina. And I don't get where Misha's coming from. First of all, she's allegedly supposed to be Stephanie's friend. Secondly, I don't get this weird fake bond between her and Audrina. And thirdly, how is Stephanie getting in his head? About what?
1: I also think that Justin is annoyed with Audrina all on his own. I don't think Stephanie needs to contribute to that. He's already annoyed. And that's what he seemed to say at the Korean barbecue. He was saying that he she's just too much for him. I don't think that's not
0: Stephanie. It's not Stephanie. And I think what a lot of it might be is, and in terms of these like super long text messages, she's allegedly sending him. If you haven't seen somebody for 10 years and they come back into your life and then all they want to do is bitch about their divorce 24 seven, like that gets to be a lot and it is exhausting. And I think that's what he's referring to. I don't even think it's necessarily the like, she's hot for me and wants to bang me. And I don't like, I think it's just like enough. Like I, I, I'm tired of having to be the person that you lean on for all this divorce shit.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think that's unfair either. I mean, he may have said no. it harshly, but like the sentiment is not unfair. Um, so then Audrina says she doesn't trust Stephanie and she, that Stephanie loves to pry into other people's lives and she's a troublemaker. And then she says that Justin has never treated her that way ever. And I, I don't think that's true.
0: (laughs) Uh, no, we have numerous footage of like fighting and crying from the last Hills.
1: Yeah. So then she cries, then she cries again and says that they can't be friends and that he didn't fight for her. Uh, I don't. I just don't know how much fighting she wants him to do. Whatever. And then they have a little sidebar about whether or not Audrina should go to the friends' giving at Frankie's house, given that Justin will be there. So then we go to Brody's house, and he's at home with his dogs. And Brandon Lee shows up, just to chit chat, I
0: guess. Just and to chit chat talk about the fact that this also kind of blew the whole Brandon and Brody are like really good Malibu buds Brandon couldn't get into his house like he didn't know know. where the driveway was he didn't know I'm like you've obviously never been there before so (laughs) we're trying to perpetrate like you guys are the best friends in the whole world right
1: and then Brandon says that he's getting a pit bull puppy
0: which is very cute
1: it is very cute I prefer rescues obviously um (laughs) he's ready for something to take care of. That's what he says, but that's a good attitude to have because they are lovable pains in the asses. And then they talk about this night at Hyde that Brandon had with that girl, Ashley, we saw him go shopping with,
0: which okay. I got excited because now we know the club where they all hang out, where they have been hanging out. I was wondering that when we had their scene at Fred Siegel.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and I'm surprised. Hyde is still a thing. It's been around for like 15 years. Like I'm shocked.
1: Has it changed locations or anything?
0: I don't know, but like, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. I mean, but.
1: Yeah. So Brody invites Brandon to Linda Thompson's house for a mellow Thanksgiving. And uh, Brody says he's skipping Frankie's because things got crazy with Stephanie.
0: And now this is, and you and I talked about this a little bit before we started recording today the biggest sponge of house lives bullshit ever where this whole episode centers around a fight that we did not get to see and i'm so frustrated about it like why isn't it on film
1: i don't know i was super pissed and then how do we know that it happened like i want to say that i have faith in that it did but it just really pissed me off And then we get this flashback of Audrina telling Brody about Stephanie's comment and really blowing it out of the water, honestly. She says that Stephanie just wanted to party and drink and that it really upset Brody. Stephanie came in a little hot about the fires, but earlier that day, she was more sympathetic about it. And she said, there's nothing we can do from here. She got annoyed that it was dominating conversation, not at the fact that Brody was losing his home.
0: Yes, and it was definitely misconstrued, the way it was relayed. Yes. Um, I Also, were you as surprised as me that Stephanie, Brody, Frankie, and Justin were all hanging out independently of filming at a house party? Like, I was a little surprised by that.
1: I could see it. I mean, I guess they've laid it on us that Frankie and Stephanie are buddies, which I find interesting, so then i I feel like the boys kind of hang out and they they merged, but yeah, it's a little surprising I mean, but I
0: mean I'm just always skeptical, like I feel like when the cameras aren't on these people are nowhere near each other, so I was a little shocked and surprised pleasantly to hear that they were all when they weren't quote unquote working hanging out at some after party together.
1: yeah, maybe that's why the girls don't like Stephanie maybe, yeah. So Brody says that, you know, he went into a blind rage and that he overreacted for sure, but that he would, you know, he had some post-traumatic stress about the fires and all that. So he says that, but he doesn't seem like he's sorry either.
0: No, he doesn't.
1: Yeah, we'll find out where that goes later. And but I mean, it,
0: obviously they've worked it out because on Pratcast weeks ago, Stephanie said that she and Brody are like buddy-buddy and both team, we've survived Spencer. Yeah. So they, they, I, they got over it at some point.
1: Yeah. And then we go to Stephanie's house and Justin comes over and she's baking banana bread because she knows it's Heidi's favorite to bring to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Which I found really cute. I did and too, and
0: sweet, and it doesn't jive with Spencer and Heidi's whole, like, Stephanie is Satan.
1: I know. I know. And is it just me, or did her apartment look exactly the same as it used to? Like, the uh, layout I mean, of the kitchen? Yeah,
0: very the, similar.
1: The door is in a different place, but, like, the kitchen looked the same to me for a minute. And My Justin seat. asks Stephanie if she has tea or anything, and she says, of course I do, I'm British. Yeah.
0: Eye roll.
1: (laughs) I thought it was funny. (laughs) She served it to him in a London mug. (laughs) It was perfect. So they talk about the blow up with Brody and she says she's seen Maddie Brody mad before Maddie (laughs) Brody mad before, but not like that. And Justin admits that Brody went nuts on Stephanie. That's the phrase that he uses. And that he was going off of what he thinks you said in Vegas. And Stephanie admits that she was scared of the way that he was yelling at her. I and can we, see that. Yeah. And we find out later in the episode that they had to be physically separated. That Brody was getting in her face.
0: Now, my little conspiracy theory was, that I put this on Twitter, is, I, do we think this fight occurred at Michael Utsinger's house?
1: <laughs> I saw that. And I'm going to say yes, just because I like the theory.
0: Well, I mean, they said, like, mutual friend, after party. He seems to be everyone's friends. But then they kept talking about someone named Nick. Have we seen a Nick? I don't know. Like, I need to know where this fight occurred.
1: Oh, I don't know. Because I don't know if
0: Nick was just there or if it was Nick's house. Because they later they mentioned someone named Nick a couple times.
1: I don't know. Um, And then we go to Spencer and Heidi's house again. And they are prepping food and... It's mostly emptying takeout containers. I
0: was going to say, by prepping food, you mean like putting takeout containers on a plate.
1: Yeah, and like, for an appetizer Thanksgiving, it looked hefty.
0: Oh, I said the opposite. I was like, um, there's like no food.
1: But they were like emptying out things of macaroni and cheese and stuff too.
0: But was it an appetizer thing for the parents as well or just for them? Because they made like a turkey breast.
1: I don't know. Because it was
0: turkey breast, like, stuffing. It was, like, all Thanksgiving foods, just small portions of them. I don't know. I don't (laughs) think it would have been enough for five people if if the parents had showed up.
1: Well, Spencer does say that he went to the market that day. Oh, but that doesn't matter because then his mom calls in another bit of fakery.
0: Yeah, well, and they were bringing, I think some of the stuff he bought was probably to bring to Frankie's as well.
1: Yeah, so... Spoiler alert, Spencer's mother calls and they can't come because her back is bothering her and their dad is going to stay with her. And Stephanie is now coming alone and Spencer's going to start to eat because Stephanie is late and they ended the scene with the doorbell ringing, you know, like it was doomsday.
0: Well, I am so pissed that I was robbed of seeing Spencer's dad on TV, finally, although I don't for a minute believe they were ever coming for real.
1: Nope. Um...
0: And, yeah, that was my only takeaway. I'm, like, really sad that there was no food and that the, I didn't see Spencer's dad. It was a real bummer.
1: Yeah. And then we have a cutaway to Linda Thompson's house and the lovely holiday she's having with her boys and Caitlin.
0: And she knows how to do a real Thanksgiving. Yeah. With, like, a and full meal. It looked lovely.
1: And Brandon Lee shows up again dressed like Hunter S. Thompson and yeah, decides vibe. to regale everyone in his confessional with a charming story of bulimia (laughs) yeah (laughs) um he talks about how some of his favorite memories growing up are from thanksgiving and how his parents used to hire this chef to come over and cook for them and one time he ate so much stuffing that he went into the bathroom had to pull the trigger and then came out and kept eating
0: um, I can relate because I went to a wedding recently and took an edible beforehand because I didn't have any clothes <laughs> to and I was feeling self-conscious because I looked like I was wearing my dad's suit, and um, it was an all-you-can-eat Indian buffet wedding, and I ate so much that I was literally sick all night long. Like I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm with him on that one. It's not it's, fun. It I should have like... thrown up.
1: It reminded me of the scene in Zoolander where Zoolander and Hensel admit that they're bulimic because they're models and it's like totally normal. And they're like, duh, everyone does it when they want to lose a few LBs. (laughs) Um, But those were my only notes on Linda's Thanksgiving because they talk more about Caitlyn Jenner and I'm just sick of it.
0: She's the Phantom cast member. Yeah. Of this show. She comes up a lot.
1: And I get Um, it. Brody didn't have a great dad. I understand that, and it is sympathetic. I'm just tired of hearing about it.
0: Well, I think part of the reason they're bringing it up so often too is because Brandon's in the same boat. Although I was a little shocked that when he was talking in his confessional about how he and his dad were are more like buddies than father or son, I thought they hated each other and were constantly trying to kill each other. Like that's what I want to see. So they
1: got into a fight, a physical fight. Um, and I believe Tommy Lee was drunk and Brandon hit him because he said something really inappropriate or something like that.
0: But I think things like that have happened numerous times. Yeah. Like, I yeah. want him to talk about that. Like, he's just acting like he and his dad are besties and his dad got a new girlfriend and now he's not around that much. Like, no. Right. Like, you got in a fist fight at your 21st birthday. Like, shit has gone down. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. I wonder if it's because there are any legal. Inv- issues involved. I don't know. Maybe I'll look that up too. I got, I got a lot of homework after this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then we go back to Spencer and Heidi's and Stephanie arrives with her banana bread and flowers. And they, she and Heidi tell each other, they look beautiful and they do. And Heidi makes them say what they're thankful for before they eat. And Spencer says that he's thankful for Stephanie being there.
0: And, was and really sincere about it.
1: Yeah. Um, but they do seem to be getting along at least in sort of like a, a teeth gritting way. You know, they're all really into their big glasses of champagne. So they've got that going for them. And <laughs> then Stephanie says, well, I'm hesitant to tell you this and then spills the whole story about Brody. No, you're not hesitant. You, you're dying to tell them.
0: No, not at all. And I do. I mean, it's funny that she would even say hesitant because she, well, I guess to them, but she freely admits she's a potster. Like she has no problems like putting that out there. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I noticed in the scene was the editors fucked up. And there's a scene where Spencer with nothing on his plate talking. And then he's putting um, stuffing on his plate talking. And then they show him talking again and there's nothing on his plate. So they definitely like changed the order big time of the this conversation.
1: Of course. It's like pretty woman when she eats the pancake. Yeah. Um so then Spencer admits after hearing the story about Brody that part of him thinks that Stephanie's full of shit, but then part of him thinks that he doesn't know Brody anymore anyway and that maybe Brody did do it. And he's probably right on both accounts. Yeah. <laughs> um so then we go to Frankie's house and my first note is that he's carving Turkey, wearing a Sherling coat and we get the story of the coat later and that <laughs> he treated himself to, you know, shopping and we get some background on Frankie that we already knew, but his personal story is very fascinating.
0: And, and really impressive. And I'm really impressed that he and his wife actually like cooked the whole meal. Like it didn't look catered. They made everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, long story short, uh, Frankie grew up in Tijuana and he moved to, I know I'm tired. (laughs) I keep (laughs) misspeaking today and I don't space out my notes enough because I type them. So anyway, Frankie grew up in Tijuana and he moved to the States with nothing and he just started doing any job you could possibly do. And now he says he runs one of the biggest nightlife companies in the world.
0: I still want to know what that means. And I need to deep dive into him. Cause I want to know if, does he own clubs? Is he a promoter? Like, does he put together events? Like what exactly? cause I feel like if he owned clubs, they would be talking about, we're going to Frankie's club and they haven't talked about that. Like, I, think I, think I want he, to know exactly what he does in nightlife.
1: I think he has an ownership stake in a club group now. I think, but don't, don't I'm gonna look it up.
0: up. Not okay. today. I'm going to look it up.
1: Yeah. Um and he talks about how he actually met his wife at like one of his club nights and now they have two kids. Yep. So, I'm happy for Frankie. And Misha, Misha. Jason, Ashley, and the rest of them come later. Um is the first to arrive though, and Jason shows up after feeding the homeless down at the LA Mission. And they discuss Misha's family for approximately one second.
0: And, and the full story.
1: I know. And she says that they're in Georgia.
0: They're in Georgia. She fired her mother as her manager. It seems like they're not... Like, I want to know what the fuck is going on with her family. Like, I Me want too. the whole real story. None of this, like, dancing around the issue stuff.
1: So I wonder... And I, I don't remember, but I feel like after her backyard episode, I'm wondering if something got weird with her mother trying to do like a guardianship of her or something like that.
0: I don't know. I don't don't remember, but I mean, it can't be as simple as she fired her mother and now her whole family's not talking to her. Like that doesn't make sense. So I didn't know the full story.
1: Yeah. Same. Um, so then they ask Audrina what's up with the Justin and Stephanie stuff. And Audrina says that she can be cordial, but she's trying to stay away. But with Stephanie, you never know.
0: Um, she also says it's not like we're fighting.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> I notice her doing that, too. And I feel like yeah. Lala does it on Vanderpump Rules sometimes. She does.
0: I mean, I'm going to start doing it. Maybe I'll become prettier.
1: <laughs> you'll wake up just like thin and pretty with big and boobs gorgeous yeah yeah um so then we go back to linda thompson's house and i think this is where we really got the caitlin jenner talk um and she talks about how they usually have 30 people at their house and um i don't know that I don't know. My note says, when did Caitlin come out as Caitlin? Because I've already forgotten, but I don't remember what Linda Thompson was saying at the time or why I wrote that down.
0: Well, I think you may have written it down. And again, I don't have notes. I just have my tweets to go off of. I just put, I love Linda Thompson so much in all caps because I do. Um, I think that it can be confusing because Bruce came out as Caitlin to Linda when they were married and, She kept that under wraps until he came out publicly. So she now, when she talks about Caitlin, um, you know, she's known for 25, 30 years, whatever. And so she acts like it's been longer than it has been to the rest of us, because she's known longer than everybody else. So maybe that was what was confusing you?
1: Maybe. Well, I think they're also implying that Bruce's transition to Caitlyn is part of what caused his distance, but he was always distant from Brody and Brandon.
0: Oh, I don't think that. I think that they're trying to imply that Bruce's distance was because he was struggling with being Caitlyn. Okay, the whole time. And I think it probably because Linda knew, and he, was avo- the he avoided person- them. Yeah, I can okay. see that.
1: Okay. No, I can see that too. But then like Brody got out this line about how he was always with the Kardashians. And so I couldn't exactly. What was that? What was what? I just heard music. (laughs) I (laughs) I don't know. That was really, really weird. Okay. I don't know. I'm losing my train of thought and it's more talk of Caitlyn Jenner and I don't have any more to say about it.
0: Well, no, I think that Brody's issue, like you said, is that he, Bruce basically gave up his family for the Kardashians. Yeah. He did, and like became their dad and went all in, and it's got to super suck to see your dad being a dad to someone else when he's not being a dad to you. And that's where all of this hatred and vitriol and, well, not even hatred, that's where all of this disappointment and sadness comes from. Yeah. from the fact that Bruce transitioned. Right. I think it has, I think the transition has nothing to do with it. I think it's that he was a shitty dad and he's still being a shitty dad. Although I feel a little less bad about him not going to the wedding now that we know it wasn't even legal. (laughs) (laughs) Score one for for Caitlin in that one.
1: Yeah. Um, And then this is where Brandon Lee talks about his relationship with Tommy Lee and that he basically says that, Tommy Lee got a new fiance and you know, he wants his dad to be happy and in love, but that it's made things more distant. Um, but that the fiance is the one to actually, that reached out to Brandon to see how he was doing or whatever.
0: And I think uh, that's where all of this Caitlin stuff comes in because she ditched Brandon and Brody for Kris Jenner. And they're trying to equate that to Tommy Lee ditching Brandon for his new lady.
1: Yeah. Maybe that. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm also just tired of hearing about Caitlyn Jenner. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but then Brandon says it's like the mommy and daddy famous people. Wow. Wow. Club. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yes, it is. Yes. Yes, it is. And we go back to Frankie's house. And his wife doesn't know how to make mashed potatoes. And Misha saves the day. I know, which is funny, though, because she seems to know how to cook a lot of complicated shit already on the table. Yeah. They're potatoes. You mash them.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that Hollywood, like, party girls, which is, I'm assuming, what she was before she met Frankie, don't eat carbs. So potatoes are probably a foreign concept to her.
1: Probably. Um, And then Justin shows up, with a date. Yeah. And I think we can just skip the commercial break in between because <laughs> let's, just, let's just dive right in here.
0: Well, the, my real issue with his date is that her hair extensions were a complete and utter different color than her actual hair. And it was so distracting, I didn't even notice her boobs until everyone else started commenting on them.
1: Okay, well... I did have time today to do a little deep dive on Miss Lindsay Pellas. So she is an Instagram girl with 9 million followers and she represents a few brands. One of them looks like a supplement or a protein powder or something like that. Um, And her bio on Instagram says that she's genetically gifted (laughs)
0: well okay
1: and she has her
0: I mean not that it doesn't matter but those boobs didn't look real to me but I could be wrong
1: um there are some shots where they look real
0: okay maybe they are maybe I'm being judgy and awful
1: um I say that because they look super heavy in some photos um so Lindsay also has a podcast of her own really And I died laughing at the name of it. I'm not saying it's not clever. (laughs) It is called Eyes Up Here.
0: Oh, that's really funny. I know. (laughs) That's really good. Okay, that makes me like her better. She's got a good sense of humor.
1: Yes. And according to the internet, so take it with a grain of salt, they have been dating for a while, and they've actually hosted some parties at clubs together um, like in Vegas and Texas and things like that. And before the show started airing, she went back through her Instagram and deleted all the pictures of them together.
0: Wait, she deleted them all before now or deleted them all period.
1: Deleted them all.
0: Like before They're the show talking... started, so it seemed like yeah. he had bruised into Aldrina, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Not that they broke up and she was like, I'm deleting my photos. No. To make it
1: look like the relationship was new when apparently it's not. Gotcha. Um, I know what's happening with my internet. (laughs) It just happened again. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. There's an ad on one of these articles that I was reading that keeps playing
0: music. So I need to. Oh, well, at least you figured out what the music, where the music was coming from.
1: Oh my God. That was really driving me insane. Okay. Um, so that's the deal with Lindsay and apparently she and Justin are sort of an item. So. All right. And uh, <laughs> my first note actually says, and after looking at her Instagram, I f- maybe feel differently, but I said, apparently Justin does like plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then everybody is sort of taken aback understandably. So, cause Justin showed up with the date, despite the fact that he's in a love triangle or, not in a love triangle. And so somebody asks if Audrina seemed uncomfortable. And the girl says she didn't seem uncomfortable. And someone says, but maybe that's why Audrina left the table. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I failed to mention that Spencer and Heidi also showed up with Gunner. Yes. Um, um,
0: Which no one else brought their kids. I thought it was a little strange, especially since there seems so regimented about Gunner's bedtime, but whatever.
1: Well, and Frankie has two young girls and Ashley and Jason have a young girl. That's like exactly Gunner's age. There were no other kids there. Nope. Um, and they remark about how everyone remarks about how Spencer and Stephanie are getting along. The Prats are together. And they talk more about what happened with Brody and Stephanie. And this is where we find out that he was yelling at her and Justin had to pull Brody aside. And apparently he yelled that he wanted to kill Stephanie and was jumping on furniture and that Stephanie had to go in the other room. Yes. And this is where Spencer calls him enemy number one. Which I find interesting. I... I appreciate that they seem to defend one another, you know, like, like blood relatives, but then their loyalty gets so, it flip-flops a lot for me.
0: I mean, the only reason Spencer is defending her is because he himself is mad at Brody. Right. If he wasn't mad at Brody, he would be mad at Stephanie. Like, he would be if he'd be on Brody's side. That's the only reason he's taking her side.
1: Right, and when it's Stephanie, he makes it look like it's out of, you know, the goodness of his heart that it's his sister, you know, when yeah. really it's because he's, he's butthurt about stuff with Brody. Yeah. So, Audrina goes inside and is talking to Jen, and Stephanie interrupts them, and she says that Audrina has owed her an apology for months.
0: And I'm like, um, I think you mean two weeks? <laughs>
1: Well, even on PrattCast, I thought she said that they started filming in October. And if this is apparently Thanksgiving, that's a maximum like four to six weeks-ish?
0: No, but I mean, this whole thing with her and Justin and Bobby, like, allegedly seeing each other and the Crystal Party, like, yeah. it hasn't months. It's been maybe two weeks.
1: I know I'm just like, I'm playing devil's advocate from starting and filming to apparently this Thanksgiving. Yeah. But so then they cut to the commercial in the middle of this discussion and then they go right back. And Stephanie's whole point is that Audrina has been all over her and thought that, you know, Stephanie had been hooking up with Justin, but here he is with a date and potentially girlfriend and that Audrina owes her an apology because she was clearly wrong. And they did some awkward editing here because Stephanie says that Audrina dragged people into it. And then all of a sudden Audrina looks heated and says, are you delusional? Like she was actually responding to something else. And Stephanie says, I want you to take accountability. It's an assassination on my character. I don't know. That it's hooking, just- but it's hooking up with Justin Bobby. Uh, a- <laughs> a character assassination.
0: I'm gonna take. I'm totally teen Stephanie in this, and it is a, no, no. I am too. Justin I am Bobby, too. but being accused of being a liar is, and no, that's what she is. Like she's being accused of hooking up with Justin Bobby and not being truthful about it, and she's not hooking up with him. I, I mean, know. case in point, if she was, she would have flipped shit if he showed up with this chick Yeah. I mean, we all know Stephanie is not capable of not wearing her heart in her sleeve. So if she really was banging Justin Bobby behind the scenes, and he should have been dinner with some Instagram chick with giant boobs, she would have flipped the table and burned Frankie's house to the ground.
1: Yeah. And I just, I don't understand why Audrina is so steadfast in this, because it's making her look awful.
0: Awful. It really is.
1: It it is like, it's making her look obsessed with Justin and unfriendly. And like, she has nothing better going on. It's really, really weird.
0: I would so, be curious to see the Like you said, the uncut footage of this whole season, because I feel like Audrina is at least TV savvy. And the fact that she's letting herself come across like this, there's gotta be a lot of stuff cut out that we didn't see.
1: I know. And then Audrina in her confessional says that, Stephanie acts like a poor, sad girl, but I see right through her and her bullshit. Oh, okay.
0: I would love to know what the bullshit is though. Like, I mean, like what bullshit, Audrina? She's not banging Justin Bobby.
1: Yeah, I I don't, I couldn't tell you. I could not. And so then Audrina says that she's not going to argue. And Stephanie (laughs) just keeps pushing for an apology. And Audrina says, I'm not saying sorry to you. And, um, someone calls someone a drama queen, and then Audrina says, I'm not here to fight, but you're not stopping, you don't know when to stop, we're not friends, it's over.
0: Which is her theme now?
1: (laughs) I guess, but were they ever really friends? I don't know. I don't, I mean, for the sake of filming after Lauren Conrad left the show, maybe?
0: Yeah.
1: Um... And that's where the episode ends.
0: Um, ends. All in all, I mean, we discussed this before we, it, we recorded, but I thought it was kind of a meh episode. Um, not a ton happened. I'm hoping for a lot more fun and drama next episode.
1: It's, I wouldn't say that boring is the word, but I'm ready to see this stuff. I want to yeah. see the fight. I want to see an I want to see a piece of evidence that Audrina thinks that they're hooking up. And I I, like, I want to see something that is keeping me hanging on other than this podcast.
0: Agreed. (laughs)
1: Um, the scenes from the next looked better though. So we find out that Jason has a slip with his sobriety, which he does and is very sad. Um, but we see his wife telling people and Audrina is on a boat with Ryan Cabrera Yay. I texted Frank dreams do come true. And I
0: I don't want to see Jason slip though. That's going to be sad.
1: Yeah. But you have, you have the comfort of knowing that he's six months sober now. Yeah. He's, he's doing really well now. And he owns that part of his recovery is slipping and falling sometimes. But, um, and then Spencer and Heidi talk about baby number two.
0: Well, I'm shocked she's not pregnant yet.
1: Maybe they're trying. Knowing them, they're planning it around season two.
0: If I have to watch her be pregnant all season, I'm killing myself. I, I cannot. I cannot. Yeah. I hate when my reality stars get pregnant. I hate it.
1: <laughs> You're you better buckle in for some reality shows changing. <laughs>
0: uh, I know. I know. I know. I know.
1: Sorry. I I have to too. I'm gonna end up giving some up. I swear. I'll have to, but that's it. That's a wrap yep. on episode that's seven. It.
0: And, um, I will see you guys on Monday when I live tweet the new episode and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of one hit. Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. You can email us at franklymarebee at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at B. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.